0: Back. Okay, say something, Karen. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the welcome. Oh no. Okay, we're, and we're back for part two. I'm supposed to be doing the welcome, but I didn't know it, so I said, "And we're back." About five <laughs> times while Karen stared <laughs> at me. So, it's Dave Ramsey, part two. Yeah, yeah, yep. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> um. So I suppose there's more about this character. Yeah, but let's first get all our uh, fun stuff. Oh, that's right, because this is really somebody's standalone episode. So um, you can find us in all the places. Welcome to our Facebook group. It is private. You have to answer some questions to get in, but it's a really nice place where there's a lot of support and people getting to know each other and sharing things that aren't necessarily funny, but sharing some things that are funny, too, especially memes. So I was, I'm trying to post
1: every Friday, like Friday mingle time, you know, ask a question, introduce yourself, post a meme, just, you know, whatever. And so, of course, because I said, ask a question, all you little assholes in there are like, if Jesus had four loaves and two fish, then what, you know, what did the gluten-free people? So it... It was fun.
0: Anyway. <laughs> and when you said mingle, did you say mingle or meme go? Like a oh, meme. A good one. Oh, I thought you might have. I thought, you
1: know. No, no, I'm not okay. um, that childish. No, I thought am. I'm going to put up. that next time. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a really ask good group.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there are a lot of people also who are coming over from TikTok because I'm on TikTok as us. So disclaimer, Bonnie might have <laughs> totally opposite opinions. And some of them are more serious, but we've had two go semi-viral. And the one that has gone viral last time is really funny because I usually block you know, people if they start going crazy in the comments. But I always save a few and just let the other people just interact and I interact. And some people are like, don't feed the trolls. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this person is great for our algorithms. They won't shut up. Every time they comment and people go back, we get like a thousand more views. So I'm fine with it. So you're you're chumming
0: the water? I, that's,
1: I'm swimming <laughs> while on my period is what I'm doing. Uh, nope. So it's perfect. <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> but speaking of um, Speaking tick-tock. of swimming, if you're in the Baptist church, don't wear a white bathing suit. Learned that okay. the hard way. It can't. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> somehow I guess back in the day I thought this white bathing suit will make my kind of tan skin look really super fierce tan. It but, didn't. Instead. <laughs> but instead. But um, instead some you boyfriend gave me a stumble. towel. <laughs> like, right. Like, Why don't you put this in front of yourself on the way out of the pool? Um, so well, let's see. We speak- covered What?
1: Well, speaking of TikTok, there's someone I need people to spam. His name Stop. is Kevin James do Thornton. It. Spam? In a good way. Oh. Yeah. Because that- we want him on the show. Oh. He's the guy that sort of sings auto tune about growing up <laughs> in the church. And it's hilarious <laughs> and... Yeah, we want him on the show. Only in Uh, (laughs) auto-tune. Only in auto-tune. And then I found out he lives in Nashville, and I have a feeling we know some of the same people, but he would be hilarious. So go to his thing. It's at Kevin James Thornton um, on TikTok, and just enjoy, laugh, and then
0: every second say,
1: They'll be on deconvergent therapy Podcast.
0: <laughs> I like the idea or the the um the concept of you sitting around on your patio or what have you, listening to him and then hearing him off in the distance because he lives that close, <laughs> making <laughs> a TikTok thing. Uh, like Well, is Kevin James <laughs> Thornton somewhere near me? <laughs> uh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, Well, I think he has some kind of portal into the universe, because I listened to the one Karen sent me yesterday, and he talks about having a mannequin in his bedroom back in the day and doing foul things to it, and I thought that that was really funny. And then immediately, the next thing I was doing was reading an article on Army Hammer. And he talked about having a mannequin in his bedroom and that he might end up fucking it. And I'm like, how <laughs> do I hear something and read something that involves mannequins and the sex act within like and, a half an hour?
1: And so I told Bonnie if she's reading an article on Army Hammer, She's going to find him wanting to fuck anything <laughs> in that article, <laughs> so that. it's not going to be like, "Oh, this is
0: new information." <laughs> well, I didn't know what he had done. I knew he did something. It was on all the cover of magazines, but yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so let's see. We covered the TikTok, the Facebook. Um, We've got Twitter, Twitter um,
1: that I try and keep up with, and Instagram. And Instagram's, Instagram's fun. really fun. So just briefly to tell a little bit about ourselves, Bonnie's grandparents' house was a few houses down from my house. My house, I thought everyone lived like we did. Everything was orange. We had like this weird curvy orange velvet furniture, orange carpet. And an orange sparkle drum set. Yes. And um, so I didn't realize how, like, artsy and different my mom was till I started going in other houses and going, oh, this one looked like that one that looked like that one. (laughs) But, yeah, she was a
0: real. My grandparents had, uh, like, this mint green carpet that could have looked 50 years old when they bought it. So it's like, we're going to make sure that you can never tell the age of this carpet. We're going to buy it looking old. Oh wait, but we didn't finish telling. So, so we lived a block or a house down uh, from each other and um, met each other on the street. And then it was recommended <laughs> we sound like so the Bronx. Right. We met each other on the street. We were out on no, the soup. Was- <laughs> um, so. Uh, I had to get started with school early, and it was recommended that I try out the school. Karen's oh, parents so were sending smart. Karen to. Mm. No, I was uh, was restless and. Memorizing the alphabet backwards instead Because was of so smart. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, but they were like where uh,
1: I would walk <laughs> to get on the bus and just miss the door and just bam into the side. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. So they we remember and you had to go too because you started early too. We had to get interviewed. And um, anyway, I, how I don't remember any of that. I know, but you know how families have stories that they tell you over and over again.
1: Mine never said. <laughs> You had an
0: interview, but okay. Yeah, to go, start go early because our birthdays are too early. Anyway, um, so so we went to day school together and then went our separate ways one year in junior high school when I went to the scariest shit public junior high school where the and girls bullied me. I to a scarier me. than she- Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. The girls bullied me, and your brother had gone there, and he did the same thing I did. He raced home every day, your mom said, to go to the bathroom because he didn't want to go in the bathrooms there because the kids were scary, and I went to the bathroom In P.E. class, gym class, whatever you want to call it, Um, because I couldn't wait until the end of the day. (laughs) But, yeah, the girls were in there smoking and lighting their eyeliners on fire with their lighters. It was it was a weird time Um, for our sheltered upbringing.
1: That was like crazy. And I had to go to a fucking Dutch reform, (laughs) not reform school. It's a religion that I didn't know about, but that everyone's names were Van or Vander in the middle. And um, also, (laughs) like, there would be these, you know, mean girls, and one had long nails, I remember her. And every time, this is eighth grade, we'd be in the middle of class, she'd raise her hand, and she'd say, I need to go take my gelatin pills. (laughs) And she would go and get excused to take pills that would make her nails grow and I was like these people maybe it was
0: something a little more serious
1: no it was her gelatin pills
0: it could have been her hair she yeah yeah she
1: had she had feathered hair um
0: and then yeah we went to
1: we went to Baptist College because everything was connected so our day school was connected
0: to our church
1: and then it also had a college. Um, and then, and then and in it high had
0: school, a, though, there was church as an adjunct social life to, to high school. So, yeah. yeah. And then there was... We were just there then co- all the yeah. time. That church was the, the hub.
1: Yeah. And it was sort of the hub. We lived in a pretty big city at that time. And it was sort of the hub for... Almost everyone, like everyone had come through that church. Yeah. They'd been invited one time or another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we were there. Then Bonnie left to go to the University of Georgia. I stayed at the Baptist College. And then in general, she went to Hollywood and I <laughs> went to the mission field. <laughs> Those are very different places.
0: That's where I learned the F word. Me too. <laughs> the mission <No>. field. <laughs> That's right. Um,
1: and anyway, we deconverted at different times for different reasons.
0: And, you know, I was uh, a slow stay backslide. Tuned. I think I wrote in our newsletter that I still have um, major like Easter guilt not major but it still happens mm-hmm. that i know oh it's easter and my mom will every now and then go do you want to come to church with me and i'm like no um so uh, uh easter guilt is still a thing a little bit inside me yeah
1: i get me too in a way yeah yeah
0: it's just 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 the natural thing um and uh so this easter <laughs> i'm going up to orlando to get a shot for COVID. And my appointment just happens to be right at 11 a.m. So I think (laughs) that's going to be my church this year. Yeah, You're rising
1: again. And we'd all have to say, like, because Baptists are the frozen chosen, and you never say like, amen out loud or any of that, at least in the 80s. That was the day where we did the talk back, where the, pastor would say, he is risen. And we'd all say he is risen risen indeed. Indeed.
0: It was like the only time we were allowed to speak (laughs) in church. But I think one of the other things that I remember about that time is you had um, uh, a pride, a snotty kind of little smugness about you that, yeah, I'm here at church all the time. I don't know who you people are who only show up at Easter Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's not very Christ-like. That's right. Christ says we... be smug on Easter if you <laughs> get <laughs> envelopes in the mail. Gosh.
1: Uh, yeah. We, I had, like, going to get an Easter dress was the thing, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It was. Uh, there was parts of it that were fun and nice, and then that was the Easter picture situation, all that stuff.
0: I will tell you also one thing that when I was a little tiny kid, I was supposed to go see the Easter Bunny at a department store and I was so excited and I ran down the hallway with a pencil in my hand and stepped on the point of the pencil as it fell (laughs) out. I'm (laughs) picturing it still in your hand and your leg going (laughs) up and over. Nope. Dropped the pencil, stepped on it, the pointy part. How that happened?, oh, well, I don't know I had to go to the doctor. still have a little tiny dot on the bottom of my foot from it. Like if there's anything that you want to teach a kid not to do, I've done it and I've learned the hard way. Don't run with a pencil. Don't jump on the bed. I cracked my head open. Um, don't stick your tongue to the ice.
1: Okay. Which you did, and your grandmother had to call my parents and say her tongue
0: is stuck. And my mom's like, pour warm water on it. Um, It was so pretty. This piece of metal that would crack the ice cubes was so like frosted looking. I had to to, lick it. I I had to touch it with my tongue. I forgot. That'll add to it. And the other one is don't wear underwear with holes in it. I wore my last day underwear the day I broke my arm. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, the rest, it was a bad break off to the hospital into surgery. And I cried, not from pain, but from telling my mom, I've got my last day underwear on. (laughs) So that was good. Good times.
1: Yeah, but we didn't do anything else that would have brought us excitement like smoking, drinking, going to or being invited to parties uh, in high school. Yeah, we didn't do that.
0: Well, and they knew Um, not to tell us because we were such, we were too. We were on
1: this straight and narrow path. We were too
0: straight to even have people tell us when they were doing things like that.
1: Yeah, so we didn't even know about it, and we would make up in our mind—at least me—what sex really was, what drugs really were. Like I had some really messed up, like you know, naivete. Because you didn't have Showtime.
0: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you didn't show. Time. We're not allowed to
1: watch that. But speaking of newsletter, we got to get that in before we start. We are appreciative we've been doing this for two years. So we started um, Patreon a long time ago, and then we just felt uncomfortable about it for some reason. Oh, no, because
0: it was COVID, and we're like, you know, people are struggling now. Let's not ask them. And now that you all are rolling in (laughs) it, we... Now that you all got your loans that are forgivable.
1: (laughs) Right. And yeah. Now... If you want to sponsor us, which we really appreciate, keeps everything running, uh, we are doing a a twice-a-month newsletter where you do sort of hear a little bit about us. We put some other more serious things in it. We link to things that we're not going to talk about on the pod if something's happening in the world that's, yeah, more uh, serious. That's it. We'll put it all in there. It's $7 a month to sponsor us through that. And then we are working with Illuminidals, which is our favorite company that makes Saints candles, but with celebrity pictures on it. And so we're giving one of those away a month out of the people that sponsor us. And so we drew someone who won this time. And it was so funny. And she said, thank you. I'm glad to be spending my money on something where... I'm getting something for it rather than me tithing at church where I got nothing. Anyway, so I had her pick
0: which one she wants and... What did she say, Bonnie? Okay, so I'll paraphrase this. She said it was hard to decide, but she went with Bill Nye. Bill Nye the science guy, not Bill <laughs> Nye the church guy. Um, she didn't say that I Um, But she said that Bill was a saint to her for years and that her kids were homeschooled growing up and she <laughs> didn't allow them to watch the episode on evolution. Um, but she had a road trip. For the, um, for the Reason Rally. So it was her first atheist friend. And she didn't know any of the speakers except for Bill Nye. And before they were unknowns, and now she knows them. But um, it was like a full circle, like, oh, I've got to get Bill Nye. That's so sweet. It is. Yeah. So, so it reminds yeah. her of her early memories of him and the road trip and um, nine state road trip. Nine Yikes. states. I don't know who I'd travel nine states to see. No, no, that's not true. I could pick some people. That's right. (laughs) Shut up, Bonnie. You (sighs) shut up.
1: Um, I would be like, okay, let's record now. Let's we can bank so many episodes.
0: So here comes part two of uh, Pat Robertson. No, Um, Dave Ramsey, the the finance guy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so last time we talked about other stuff. Just go listen to it. Um, I'm not repeat myself. I'm not here on Earth I will. to make friends. <laughs> I will
0: repeat myself.
1: <laughs> we love, like, when we watch Survivor or anything, you always get the person who's like, I'm not here to make friends. Right. <laughs> so that's what I am. Um, so you were talking, we were just talking about COVID and all that. The stimulus check, or what people like to call the stimmy, which I'm like, <laughs> we're not British. So Ramsey was on Fox News as he does, and he said, I don't believe in stimulus checks. Because if sixteen or fourteen hundred dollars changes your life, you are pretty much screwed already. You got other issues going on.
0: And you know what? So, yeah, they
1: do. Nice nice yeah. empathy shithead. Sorry. Uh-huh. Shithead Dave. (laughs) So, yeah, that's exactly him. He's got this. And I think this happens a lot, especially with these white evangelical dudes who start turning extra douchey whenever they have whenever they're on Fox News for the first time. I guess they think they've made it in some way and they become shitheads.
0: Well, I guess they have an audience that they know is immediately built in going to agree with them. Right.
1: Yep. Um, All right. So this guy who I think I pronounced it incorrectly last time is a journalist. He lives sort of close to me, so I would like to buy him a coffee. And his name, I think, is, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Robe? R O B. No, it's Rob, but I don't know how to do this. His last name, I think it's Smitana or Smitana or Spintana. Anyway, um, I'm gonna writes, go with Smitana. Okay, let's I like do that. that. I, I love his writing, he does a lot of great things with what's going on in the news, but he did an article that went viral because. Dave Ramsey's company, Ramsey Solutions in Franklin, Tennessee, and internationally has been voted the best place to work. But by dig- who? <laughs> by the people who work there <laughs> and, as we're now seeing, have such control over what they're allowed to say outside of the office that it's like this cult... And of course, they voted best place to work because he is yelling at them to vote that way. But uh, And likely,
0: if you're the kind of person who signs the agreement to work there, which we talked about the last episode, you have to have your wife interviewed if you're a man. I guess if you're a woman, you have to have your husband interviewed. You can't say certain things. You have to not get pregnant if you're not married, (laughs) all sorts of Rules, But if you're the kind of person who wants to live like that to begin with, you're probably going to be happy living or working there. Yep. So they probably are to a certain extent happy.
1: And I think another reason they're happy, as we'll see, is, okay, so I'll back up.
0: Annoy- on- I, I, let, me, let me add this to it. Um, another reason they're probably happy and think that that's the best place to work, because it keeps out all the people who are not exactly like them.
1: That's right. They're filtering out uh, the color of life. But <laughs> so the other thing is, so now on Facebook, whenever you get on there, which I'm doing less and less, there is a jobs thing, and the job thing notifies me that there's jobs in my area. It is always Ramsey Solutions because I've done writing. They're always looking for a writer, which I'm like, okay, the happiest place to work, let me read about it, and it's like we have very low turnover. So I looked up how much turnover they have, and it's the same percentage as the national turnover – and finance, which I think is like 9%, but they're always looking for people, and it makes sense because it says sometimes people are there one day and then gone the next, and they've called it the Ramsey Rapture, (laughs) where, where I guess if there's any disagreements, like that person is gone, and they're being sued by different people, although they might have signed things... Uh, you know, some things people are getting sued for. They're like, no, you know, you just can't do that.
0: The rapture.
1: This Rob, Rob Smatana guy, um, he wrote this article about, you know, is it really the best place to work? And there's different videos and even audios of just Dave Ramsey just like laying into people and laying into his staff and being really insulting and whenever these people leave, and if it's in the newspaper because they're suing, he of course, you know, says terrible things about them. Um, so
0: that's, that's what that's what I don't understand is there's a whole group of people who say that Christ is their savior and their um, their role model, but I don't think Jesus would badmouth somebody who he had a disagreement with after they left. I think, I think he would turn the other cheek that you should tell Jesus that that's a good idea to (laughs) do but I mean Trump did the same thing anytime anybody did Mm -hmm. something that wasn't completely to his liking he would he would just shit all over them and you know what you have to just when do people grow up I was told that's what you do when you're a grown-up well you just let bygones be bygones and move forward Uh, Or you push it down a
1: lot until you have to take medication for anxiety, um, like me. Well, yeah, and I think he sounds very Trumpy, and of course he is Trumpy now that we see it. But there were employees that have been told and warned not to contact anyone outside of the building if they have concerns with work. They need to keep it inside. And he even said, if you really think the people here are evil, bad people, and you think that you can affect change by reaching out outside of here, to tell journalists, whatever, uh, not only are you wrong, you're not welcome here. And let me see. And we talked
0: last time about how he would say stuff like, if you don't think that the people you're working for are ethical and you continue working there, it's a free country and you can leave. And if you stay, it says more about you than it does the people who you're working for. Like right, way right. to spin I'm it. Way to spin.
1: <laughs> and he teaches like these leadership conferences that are run anything from three thousand to ten thousand dollars where you are hearing like there's the door type mentality. Um, he it must said work he, though? Well, not if they keep having to hire people all the time, but yeah, maybe. Um, and then he said, I love this place and I really don't want any morons here. <laughs> I mean, people who he fires, he calls morons. Of course. He said, I, w- I will fire you instantaneously for your lack of loyalty, your lack of class, and the fact that you're a moron. And you snuck through our hiring process. <laughs> that is Trump to a T. And I want to say, if you're so Christ-like, how come you didn't discern this person was not right for your
0: place of work? I don't know. It's just, it, I'm so childish when I say it. Just It's mean. It's super mean. <laughs> it's just mean. Okay, so,
1: so Bob or Rob? Samantha uh, person, he
0: wrote the thing. (laughs) Thanks, Rob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rob, Bob, whatever. Um, He wrote the thing. And so, you know, they asked him for comment. Um, And this is what he ended up writing back. This is what Ramsey solutions. I don't know if it's Dave. It sounds like Dave, obviously. He said, and this, okay, I hate this kind of thing. All right. Thanks for reaching out. Great first sentence. We want to confirm for you that you are right. We are horrible, evil people. (laughs) I hate that smug, like, niceness at the beginning. We exist to simply bring harm to our team, take advantage of our customers, and spread, capitalize COVID, and capitalize, and you figured it all out. Wow. Wow. So it goes on, and it calls him, oh, and I'm sorry, a, quote, freelance reporter, end quote. Meaning you don't have a
0: steady job,
1: right? I know. Nice slam. He doesn't understand (laughs) reporting. Uh, You would be the one to show us how horrible we are, and that we're— and. Let's see. And that we have evil intents and secrets, but you did it. You, with all your top-notch investigation skills, have been able to weave together a series of half-truths to expose our evil ways. You are truly amazing. I'm like, what? I hate. I hate him. I hate him. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then he wrote, because your personal virtue is so incredible— we want to help you with your hit piece. I'm like, I want to punch his. He said, We actually have audio of the time Chris Hogan, I'm going to talk about Chris Hogan later, farted in church. <laughs> and you should listen. It's truly horrendous. I'm like, okay. Farted you're getting in church? Down. What does that have to do with it? He's getting down, da- he's just being really petty. Okay. Um, And he's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to delay your Pulitzer Prize winning expose of our pure evilness. Just (laughs) what a fucking shit this guy is. I can't. Let me just interject that
0: no one is going to win a Pulitzer Prize for covering that as a topic
1: to start with. Right. Absolutely. Um, And then he goes on and he says also. Oh, okay. So then he says. Also, we're blind copying this email <laughs> to several friends to ask for their help. Ooh. They're pastors of top churches in the area. So because this journalist lives sort of in the area that Ramsey Solutions is, he sent this to churches.
0: Because I'm not okay. going to go to those churches. I'm really not afraid of your pastors. <laughs> So thanks. And
1: (laughs) he said, we're copying our whole team. If you're on this email, we ask you a favor. Oh, God. Would you help us? Here's his phone number. Here's his email. And we'd like you to contact him, capitalize today, and tell him all the evil, horrible stories you know about us. And he also lives in this area. um, So we'd like you to go and congratulate him on his virtue. He really needs to sell this story. I mean, he doubles down. Yeah. And and then he said, "I hope that you all will follow his in quotes career. It's time to know. It's time the world knows about Bob and the blessing he's been to so many. Like you
0: are such a fucking shit. The, I hate the I, blessing. This makes me guess what? I don't want to be a blessing to anybody." I don't want to have their blessed day. I don't want to be too blessed to be stressed. Um, I don't want to throwing out love all his Jesus, church words. A
1: yeah, yeah, and it's so smug and smarmy, and um, it's not and very... harmful to this yeah. journalist. Although I'm sure the journalist can be seen as harming him. Sure. But one yeah. of them is telling facts and reporting, and the other one is attacking character with just smarminess.
0: And it's um, also that whole shit downward thing or what do you what do you call up it? it? Punch upward. Up yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's
1: I mean, he's not like we are.
0: We're so good. <laughs> We're so down, no one's gonna punch up to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so after this, what happened? Uh, when we're recording this, what happened about a week ago is one of his big personalities, because he adds like a few people who also do shows either with him or on their own, is someone named Chris Hogan, the one he said could fart it in church. Do you want a recording? Ha ha ha. Chris Hogan does this video where he says he's stepping away, stepping down, because of certain things that he has done that don't live up to Ramsey Solutions standards. Wow! And it becomes obvious that because uh, the journalists have reported on it that he was having extramarital affairs. Well, he was out doing the usual. So <sighs> blah blah. We know it. We've heard it. All the same. But I swear the video sounds like a hostage video where he's <laughs> like, like. Like, all right, pretend you're okay. <laughs> yep. And the the great people here at Ramsey right. Solutions, blah, 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 blah. You go to his now ex-wife has been writing about it. And she's like, I never wanted to sort of be in public, but I'm going to blog about my statement. Like. Please respect our boundaries. And Dave Ramsey is telling lies. Uh, when we went. I know. First she said she wasn't going to comment, but then she's like, okay, I, you know, I have to, because there's definitely some things that they're saying, you know, that they're doing. They went in, they had to talk with the leadership. She kept telling them, hey, you know, He's doing these things, and they're like, "Okay, don't tell Wait, anyone." Wait, the ex-wife is telling
0: the reporter.
1: No, sorry. okay. When when the wife and Chris Hogan were still married, mm-hmm. she it was known that he was sleeping around. Ooh. She and I guess her husband went to the leadership, which you know, uh, the husband already was in leadership saying, you know, this, we're having trouble. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware. And so Dave Ramsey prepared a, quote, restoration plan for the marriage. (laughs) And she said she initially agreed because, I mean, okay, that's that's great. This is like accountability. They love us, all that. So after the process began... What was to go on is that they were set up with a marriage counselor. Sure. Okay. Personal therapists. Yeah. uh, And even their church leaders. But all of those people were in agreement that they were to report back to Dave Ramsey
0: and the board. So they weren't really therapists with that kind of ethical commitment? Exactly. They were just counselors of some sort that were part of the organization or? They were to waive their confidentiality. Wow. With the
1: therapist in order for them to report back to Ramsey Solutions. And she didn't realize, you know, at the beginning how unhealthy, controlling, and she said spiritually manipulative and deeply wounding that was because, duh. Uh, That's disgusting. And she said that she is publicly speaking at great risk to her because this is before they were terminating him, but talking about it, that they could terminate that ex-husband and it would profoundly impact the financial well-being of their family. Right. Because child support, because they had a medically fragile son who needed the health insurance. Right. So she was caught in this I don't want to say and do more, because Mm -hmm. if he gets fired, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, everything we do and say is reported back to Dave Ramsey, which is insane. This is so cult-like. It's very cult-like. And it is, you know, it's really damaged the woman. And supposedly, Dave Ramsey's even spoken in, like, big meetings to, uh, you know, he speaks about people who have left or harmed people, uh, you know, harmed him in a way that's he doesn't say who they are, but everyone knows who they are. Right, right. So he, of course said that, you know, she came and she stormed in and she's, quote, crazy type thing. And she's like, that's totally mischaracterized. This is the kind of stuff I want to clear up. Let me guess. Did Um, he
0: throw in the word histrionics or hysterical or something like that? I'm sure he did.
1: So this journalist guy, he obtained some of the divorce proceeding stuff And this Chris Hogan admitted in March of 2019 that he'd committed adultery with multiple women, uh, including affairs with a former Ramsey co-worker and one of. Did she get gone? (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. And one of his wife's relatives (laughs) that lasted more than a year. But they're coming after her. Hang on, right now I've got
0: to look what he looks like.
1: What's his name, Chris Hogan? Yeah, so he is like this built African-American, very deep voice, charismatic guy. Oh. Like ex-army looking. His wife is white with blonde hair. Okay. And so she, yeah, she's started a blog. It's called Melissa J. Hogan. She's very Christian and wanting to have the spirit of the Lord as she speaks. And, you know, she's very sincere. Right. But this stuff is crazy. So this is what the bomb that has hit most recently. The most recent scandal is this one, that one of his top people um, has been having issues like this and that the leadership who says they won't let a pregnant woman worked there because she wasn't married. Knew that their leadership was having an affair for this long, and they were like, "Don't tell anyone right. outside of this room," uh, because that guy was bringing in money. He was traveling and speaking, and
0: um, you know what I'm going to say next? Like always, <laughs> follow the money, and then the <laughs> then everything will make sense. People do horrible things. Then the penis will be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. If if some and I, and I always say that in our company too, like they're gonna let certain people do whatever they want because they bring in yep. the money. Absolutely. Doesn't matter. So
1: um it, it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, he's definitely covering his tracks. He's also the one that was selling his house for I think it was did I say like 15 million? It was a crazy amount. Yeah, because I looked at the house. I was like, "Eh," but maybe it's on a lot of land. And I don't know. I want to see inside of it. So (laughs) the other thing that they really and to tell the truth, remember how people when Trump was in office would be like, Trump told his staff and everyone that he hates this picture of him. So please don't repost right, right. this and everyone reposts it. <laughs> so what's really getting Dave is Glassdoor. So Glassdoor for people for people like Bonnie who don't know what Glassdoor <laughs> is. It is where employees and former employees rank the businesses they worked at. So when people are applying they know oh, what they're getting oh. in for. Yeah. Like the pay is great, but the coffee's terrible. Whatever. <laughs> <The> he <coffee. laughs> has about a three and a half stars or whatever, and he can't get in there and change it. So right. it's driving him crazy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I went to Glassdoor and I got the reviews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to read a few to you. Okay. Okay. One guy said, or woman, or non-binary said. They interviewed a few years ago. They had me come in 10 times, interviewing with different people, asking me to come in during work hours that made me leave my current job to make the appointments 10 times. They also had my wife come in to see if, uh, to make sure my home life fit with what their company stood for. Uh, They will not even see you After the first interview, if you haven't read Dave's book.
0: (laughs) That's great.
1: Finally, after 10 interviews, they bring me in and tell me where I'd be sitting and told me what the salary would be. And it was half of what he would currently be making. I wasn't happy with it. I tried to negotiate. They called me later that day to tell me my 11th interview was canceled. Uh, And that they'd gone with someone that was, quote, more qualified. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Then someone else said, Dave Ramsey's a genius. He gets praise for seeking out people who are knowingly bad with money and charging them for super secret financial information like Don't write checks if you don't have the money in the bank. (laughs) And credit cards are bad. Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone wrote, this is perfect. Financial Peace University is the sham wow of financial learning. (laughs) Someone who worked there said it can be really draining with the us versus them mentality. Like us versus the world. You'll get lots of scrutiny and questions from people you meet who hear, see, read stuff about Dave and his company. It's clicky. They promote people before they're ready, which leads to a lot of poor leaders. And if Dave ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, and you're going to know it. And Dave is unhappy a lot of the time, (laughs) mainly from his own doing. Here's another one. I started with the interview process, which spans several months. Can you imagine, especially if you're out of work,
0: you're like, let's speed this shit up. I can imagine doing that because places that are awesome to work do it, like Apple. They they have a really specific hiring process. I don't know so, if you've yeah. ever heard of it, but like I I wanted to... I wanted to try that out a million years ago. So they had me go to a like a conference room at a hotel and all the people were in there. Then they sit you down and put you into small groups and have you talk about Uh oh, are you frozen? No. Oh no you're I'm act this is called active, active listening. listening. So they have you sit around in small groups and talk to the leader at your table and they kind of, I guess, put their analysis to work and then um, then they call you back for some other kind of round and then uh, they, have, they have you commit to how many days you can be available and I told them, well, I've got to have some kind of an idea of what your pay is before I tell somebody that... I'm going to be committing to this as a part-time gig and nobody would. I'm like, okay, so give me the bottom of what it (laughs) could be because if it's not worth it, I can't do this. And they wouldn't. And it sounds a lot like what Dave's doing. Like, okay, we're going to put you through this pretend really exhaustive hiring process um, where we're just making it look like we're super selective um, and then we're gonna screw you with how much right. money you get
1: once you've invested this many months, brought in your spouse, etc. Right? Then you're gonna find yeah. So but this Apple person is a very
0: desirable place to work.
1: It <laughs> is. So this person said yeah. Few months. Then they had okay. to do the quote spousal interview okay. where my spouse was asked their view of the job. Which is such a pain because you know it's almost like a minister's wife who has to be like, "Yay,
0: now I'm right. in ministry." Although I just happen has to, to be in love with a someone. cheerleader and pretend she's ever heard of the friggin' company. And, right? Oh my gosh,
1: that'd be so great. So it said they were asked to submit a household budget, oh God, ostensibly to show we could live on the salary oh. that they offered because salaries. Used to be at least much lower than market average. The justification was to make sure employees were there for the quote mission, not the money. And he heard they, he said they've come up a bit in the recent years. My understanding is, you know, this is how it still works. No, it's to keep people exploited. Right. Then they talk about that when you leave, they. Have you signed a nondisclosure, and that you and your spouse can't ever speak negatively about the company? <laughs> my understanding is that this happens a lot. This is so common that it's internally referred to as the Ramsey Rapture, as we said. When my coworkers were raptured, it wasn't usually for our team. To not be told, it wasn't unusual for our team not to be told why they left after the departure. Mm -hmm. The reasons given for the raptures are not always true. I've had several friends whose reasons for leaving were drastically misrepresented. I've Mm -hmm. also personally known um, the company to blatantly lie in some cases using false info to paint ex-employees in an extremely negative light. And then discourage employees from maintaining relationships with them. If you which think is about, terrible. if you think about
0: it, it's so much. It's so much easier just to be a good person and, and make a good workplace. This is a lot of work. It's a so, lot of yeah. work to protect your your shiz. <laughs> right. I was
1: watching something about. Um, Munchausen by proxy, which has always fascinated me. And they're like, you know, if you can't spot Munchausen by proxy with usually the child that is uh, supposedly as illnesses they don't have because the parents want that attention, you can look at the parent and try and see their narcissistic behaviors. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is exactly what it is. You know, it's this narcissistic behavior. Dave has um, because people are saying that this other person said in staff meetings people are derided for being stupid or liberals or atheists and wusses, right? Because, yeah, yeah his way, of course, he thinks is well, so and he much has better. to own the
0: company because he probably couldn't handle any feedback
1: if That's he had he, a
0: supervisor. Yep. There you go. Um, I want to tell you, uh, when you're talking about Munchausen by Proxy, we had a tenant a few years ago, and I think she had Munchausen by Appliance Proxy. I've never met somebody who, regardless of which unit she rented, every appliance seemed to break. And that meant I had to call her and talk to her, and then an appliance Mm -hmm. person had to go over and talk to her and pay attention. Oh, she
1: just wanted friends. Yeah, it
0: was. I mean, she had friends, but it was just, oh, what what can break in here so that I can rope <laughs> some people into it? And I, oh, I'm i not even, I don't even think that I'm being facetious or funny about it. I really think right, that that's right. what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I
1: absolutely. It, I mean, it's better than
0: harming a child.
1: Mm-hmm. Meh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can totally. Why is there a giant
0: hammer mark? On the dial of your washing machine. Oh. (laughs) Can you replace that? (laughs) And touch me on the face (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Sorry. Uh. Uh,
1: All right. Well, we'll end this by saying that someone else wrote, Dave often referred to his company as Blessed by God which right there, Uh oh. and his plan for money, uh, you know, how to deal with it as God's plan. So, yeah, God is equal to him. The takeaway, oh. <laughs> this person said, um, is clear. To be a smart person and a good Christian, you must support Dave and his empire. If you have doubts about it, you're not only weak and a disloyal person— you're lacking intelligence, and you're going against the very will of God. There we go. So, Dave, you know, you can fuck yourself, and he'll probably <laughs> if you he hear this. Don't say that. Oh, that terrible language. He's gonna get after but, you. Uh, they, yeah, but you know, I think there's audio of him using the same language. So what? He can. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, well, and that's, that's Dave Ramsey and his empire, for now. We'll update you yeah, on new Yeah, for scandals. now.
0: I just, I can't tell you how not shocking it is that people are having affairs when they live in the yep. oppression of a job like that.
1: <sighs> and then, yeah, and the guy's traveling and... Y'all know what fun, happens fun when fun. traveling happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching a show the other day, and we'll end with this. Okay. Because it's very important. One of my crime shows. And they were trying to figure out why this guy who traveled suddenly died. And they said, like, a lot of his insides, like, burst and stuff. And they couldn't figure body? out a reason. No, he brought an organ with him to play, and it exploded. Yes, it is a (laughs) body. You said insides. (laughs) I didn't know if you meant like his
0: inside crew of his company. Okay, so It was him.
1: And they just found him, you know, like on the floor, and they couldn't figure it out. And then they started looking into his background, and they thought when he was traveling, he was having uh, affairs or with hookers and all this stuff find out later that wasn't true so his poor widow was going through all this rumor mill that the police did but guess what it was i'll give you one guess he
0: swallowed tiny bags right, of heroin to transfer for people
1: no although my dad's obsessed with that show and tells me about it all the time there's a show about that yeah yeah it's like Mules? Sm- People smuggling drugs up their ass. Yes,
0: (laughs) I gotta write that down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Type that into Cinemax. (laughs) No, so the there were some guys who were also traveling. They were engineers staying in the hotel room next door. One was showing off his gun. It went off. Went through the room walls into ready. The other man was laying in his bed watching a show, and it went between his legs and through his scrotum, up through his intestines, his heart,
0: his lungs. Oh, my God. And then he died. So you could just be in a hotel room and have that happen. Yes. Fucking life. So
1: now that COVID's almost done, enjoy your travel.
0: Thanks. Oh, my God. We'll see you next week. Add to my list of things to be worried about. (laughs) Write that one down. All right. Bye. Join the face group. We'll talk to you later. The face group. (laughs) Uh, Good night.
1: Bye-bye.